Hi, I'm Shona, and this is my podcast. I'm a mum, a pre and postnatal trainer, CrossFit coach, yoga teacher, and I don't take myself or life too seriously. Enjoy my podcast. Hello, listeners of the Shona Strong podcast. How are you? I am bloody fantastic this morning. So for the last two months or so, Cormac wakes up around 4.45, 5.15 and that is not fun. So we have been, Paul and I sat down and we discussed a plan of attack, how we were going to address this and his idea was to move his bedtime 15 minutes later over the course of a week. He currently goes to bed at half six and we moved it over four days to half seven and it was adding 50 it really was literally adding 15 minutes on to his wake up time it's crazy how that happens and then on day four it didn't just add another 15 minutes he woke up at 7 a.m so that's like you know like an hour and a half it's added on and I think we've cracked it I really hope it's not a fluke I hope it's not a fluke it can't be a fluke don't let it be a fluke I really hope that this is it and that hopefully he sleeps from half seven until seven. That would just be glorious. It's made such a difference because waking up at 4.45 is not fun. It's really not fun. Um, And this morning he woke up at seven. I wake up, I woke up at like half five because um, I'm sort of programmed to wake up quite early now. And I lay there thinking, oh, he's not he's not awake yet. Maybe I'll just lie here and maybe scroll on my phone or read my book for a bit. Let's not let it. Come on, don't lie here, Shona. I was thinking about just lying and scrolling on my phone. Uh, the book didn't even factor into it. And I thought, no, no, I'm going to use this time. So I got up, I went next door, I did a little bit of yoga. Ah! Haven't done that in a while. Went downstairs, made coffee enjoyed my coffee (laughs) and uh, came back upstairs, did a couple of emails and then he woke up at seven. So I had an hour and a half and you'll know um, listening to this that see that time is just, you can, you you can be so productive in that time. See, because you know that it's, it's limited, you can get so much done. And I actually think that that time is much better used by me in the morning than in the evening because I was thinking oh I do quite like him going down at half six but him going down at half seven like I'm not really going to get much done in the evenings anyway because I'm knackered whereas if I wake up sort of half five six I can get a lot done in that hour hour and a half so I am to say the least very happy fingers crossed that keeps up. Maybe I'll be recording a podcast in a few days and I'll be like, yeah, that was that was just a one-off. <laughs> but fingers crossed, touching wood, that this is my new life now. So what we're going to be chatting about today is some things that have come up in my Shona Strong Mums group. So let's get straight into it. So the question that I had was from a mum who is 12 weeks postpartum. Any advice on being patient on making progress slash getting results? I know I'm only three months postpartum and it takes time. 
just go through ups and downs when something feels more difficult to do or I don't feel comfortable with the belly when trying to find something to wear. So I can absolutely identify with this. I don't think this is an unusual feeling, especially for someone who has been into fitness, has been active their whole life. This stage postpartum, it is there's really nothing like it apart from perhaps recovering from major surgery or like a huge injury. Um, it is a real long, slow slog of a prog- process. And the first thing I'll do is remind you, and you even did it for yourself, is that you are so early in your postpartum journey. There might be people on social media or there might be this pressure to get back to things way sooner than you are ready. And interestingly, I was at a party at the weekend and there was a lady there, I've never met her before, but you know, she was a bit a bit spicy and I really liked her. You know, when people don't really do small talk, um, she was one of those people and she, she challenged me a couple of times and, and you know, I like that because I sometimes can't be bothered with small talk either and I, I want to get straight into the big topics. And she asked me what I did and I told her that I am an online coach who works with pre and postnatal people and she said, do you think there's a big pressure on women these days to bounce back really quickly? And I said, Yes, I absolutely do think there is, but I do not think I am part of that problem. Let's just let's just get that clear. I do think there is a huge pressure on women to bounce back, to um, look the way that they looked pre-babies um, very quickly and to be doing the activity that they did pre-babies when that is just not realistic. You might see people on Instagram, social media, wearing those jeans that they wore like really quickly after their baby is born but you don't know what the state of their core and their pelvic floor is that's what I will say or you might see people like straight back in the gym but you just don't know what what is going on behind the scenes and you also like you cannot compare your journey to theirs because everyone is so unique we've all had different experiences of pregnancy we've got different fitness levels we had different births all of those things can impact. And then also what also impacts it is the amount of support that you have. Like, do you ha- do, do they maybe have a really super hands-on dad who's really available or maybe they've got childcare that you don't have. They've got grandparents who can come and take the baby. Maybe they've got a really super chilled baby that is, is easy to put down and will sleep loads during the day and sleep loads during the night too. Like, the, the amount of sleep that person is getting will, will impact the amount they can exercise and and um, how, how their body looks and feels. So what I'm saying is it's really important to not compare to other people's journeys. Another thing I will say is that with my mums, I regularly throughout the week get them to recognise what is going well in their week because it's it's very easy to not to to let that pass by to not actually celebrate and recognize those wins and um interestingly this mum in particular 
she had three really big wins. She fit into some shorts that she couldn't fit into a few weeks ago. So she is making progress with with her fat loss and she's also um, conscious of her tummy. And so obviously that's getting smaller if she is fitting into the shorts. She also is making great progress with getting more steps in. And she is, for a mum of a three-month-old, she's also getting back into her own work. She's a self-employed business owner and she's she's stepping back into that as well so that those are those are massive and it, I think it's so important to recognize what you're doing well and this being able to recognize your wins like there's there is a natural reason why I make you do this is that the more I get you to do that the more practice you get at it and the more that this starts to come naturally, like you don't even need me eventually to tell you to recognise your wins. You will be celebrating those wins without me even telling you. So that is a reframe in itself. Like this is this is changing the way that you view yourself. This is changing your mindset. This is making it a more positive mindset and, and you're practising gratitude and, and celebrating everything that you're doing well. The reframe here is that going through this postpartum recovery, and I, I know personally, like this has been the most challenging recovery of my body. Like I've never had a big injury, I've never had surgery. So postpartum recovery has been a real test. And I would say it's made me a very resilient person. Um, I, I mean, if you can if you can recover from giving birth, which is like, that's insane. Like whether you've given birth via C-section, you've given birth vaginally, like that is such a huge thing to happen to your body. Also being pregnant for nine months, such another huge thing to, to go through all those physical and emotional and mental changes, hormonal changes that will happen to your body to then recover from that it's going to take longer than three months. So working through that and and that resilience that it's going to grow within you is so powerful. The nature of postpartum recovery as well is that it will not be a linear progress, as in you're not going to see a straight line upwards. Now, if you imagine the progress that you'll make, it might look sometimes like you're making two steps forward and one step back, but you're still making steps forward. And there will be weeks where it just doesn't feel like you're making any progress. And there'll be weeks, conversely, where you feel like you're making loads of progress. When I think back to my own postpartum journey, there were so many factors that also influenced how my body felt. And that was, you know, things like lack of sleep, my hormones, breastfeeding, when my period started back, um, different uh, milestones for Cormac. So every time he moved forward in a milestone, that then impacted my own recovery and the amount that I could exercise and then my own pelvic floor. Like if, if I think about when he transitioned from crawling to walking, then I was always having to like 
bend down or was maybe having to run after someone like picking someone up off the floor when they fall down like all of that stuff then can have an impact on your pelvic floor so um i would say that things didn't really start to feel completely normal again until i properly finished breastfeeding and i don't want that to be putting anyone off continuing breastfeeding because I absolutely loved our breastfeeding journey and I stopped at 21 months but up until that point the huge fluctuations in hormones because like I was gradually phasing out breastfeeding there are fluctuations in hormones and the amount of estrogen in your body it was it was going all over the place. I think when when you're breastfeeding, you you do have lower estrogen in your body, and that can impact uh, recovery of various different tissues, including your pelvic floor. I felt that my pelvic floor just didn't really feel super strong again until I stopped breastfeeding. Another thing that impacted it because I stopped breastfeeding, and then I had a few months where I was just not on any contraceptive. I was just you know, freewheeling. Um, the fluctuations in my hormones, especially around ovulating and around my periods, my pelvic floor did not feel great at those times. And I found it, it was very, very frustrating. And so I was going down all these different options. I went to my GP and asked them, was there anything that they would suggest that could help me with the fluctuations in hormones and, and really and truly it was because pelvic floor was being impacted and she suggested lots of different things. She also did suggest trying going on the pill and I I was, if I'm not gonna lie, was quite hesitant about that because I went on the pill when I was much younger and I didn't really enjoy the side effects of it. Whereas now I'm on the pill again literally solved my hormonal fluctuations just like that and I I really want to be very careful here I'm not suggesting that you go on the pill (laughs) I don't want to tell anyone what to do in that respect that is beyond my scope of practice Um, but I will definitely suggest that you go to your GP and if you are struggling with fluctuating hormones at any point, go to your GP and talk through all your different options because what you choose to do will be specific to you. But yeah, going back to the question, I went on a little bit of a tangent there. Um, In response to the question, it just kind of goes to show all the different things that can impact postpartum recovery. And now we're two years down the line things are definitely feeling back to normal. And if, I I mean, you could take that in two ways. You could take that as, wow, I I don't want to wait two years until I'm feeling like myself again. Or you could take that as Shona. (laughs) Shona is a personal trainer, someone who's been very fit for a very long time. It's taken me two years to get back to feeling completely normal. So... You, you might be different. You might be much quicker than that. It might take you two years. It might take you a little bit longer. But I just want you to take the pressure off yourself. If I also look back to my own postpartum journey, I did find it actually very rewarding. I found it, um, it was almost like starting from scratch again. 
and it allowed me to enjoy different milestones and when um when I would when I would get stronger when I would be able to do things like it was all a really nice surprise so yeah I did find it very rewarding and to the person that asked this question you are doing so well and I have seen great progress in you since you started on Tuna Strong Mums and you also said that you're going to start running this week so that's very exciting you're doing amazing sweetie okay next question Going on holiday this Thursday and will be away for two weeks. I won't have access to a gym. Is there something I can focus on for a while while I'm away? Maybe make an active choice in going for a walk on my own. Okay, so this person is going on holiday with two little people and it's a great question. If I think back to when I used to go on holiday without a child, I would either go to a gym nearby, go to find a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I was one of those wankers who'd be like, oh, CrossFit Banff or CrossFit Split, CrossFit Dubrovnik. Yeah, I I was that guy. Um, Obviously not doing that now because I've got a child with me. When we went on holiday last year with Cormac, there was a gym in our all-inclusive hotel and I went like twice. Um... But this time I was on holiday and there was no gym. We were in an Airbnb. So I think there's a couple of approaches here. It's okay to take two weeks off your training. That's absolutely fine. Like that is not going to undo your progress at all. In fact, I think if you took two weeks off and then started back training once you got home, you would feel the benefit of taking that time off you would probably be super energized um, and you wouldn't necessarily feel uh, like you'd lost any strength. You could also take a resistance band with you if you wanted. You could do a full body workout with a resistance band. They're really good for that. Uh, You could also prioritize some child-free time throughout the day. That's something that Paul and I like to do is not necessarily every single day, but we like to give each other child-free time and we can do whatever we choose with that time, whether that's take a nap or go for a walk or do a workout, whatever our body, our mind needs, we can we can use for that time. I was on holiday just a few weeks ago and we were in, in an Airbnb, so we didn't, I didn't take a resistance band. I just went for three runs while I was away and that was lovely but we also made sure that we kept our our steps up like we really enjoy walking and luckily Cormac likes sitting in the pram and where we were staying there was a lovely beach promenade and there was plenty of walking to be done so it's not going to be the worst thing in the world if you miss out strength training if you don't bring a resistance band just make sure that you keep your steps up another thing you could do is look at summer slash holiday types of activity. A thing that I used to like doing was dropping into a yoga class. If you're going somewhere where there's yoga classes you could drop into, that might be a nice idea. You could do things like paddle boarding, beach tennis, swimming, windsurfing. You could literally try anything and that is a really nice family activity to do as well like there was one day where 
we had those, you know, those like circular pads that you put on your hand and it's Velcro and you get a ball and you just throw it back and forward to each other. Well, Paul and I played that and Cormac just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then he wanted to get involved as well, so he would throw the ball to us. So just things like that, that that's a really fun family activity to do and it keeps you active and keeps you energised while you're on holiday. If you're wanting to do a workout, I actually have a YouTube channel. I used to be really into making videos for YouTube. It was definitely a hobby and I just loved it because like I'm a, I'm a silly goose. So if you go to my YouTube channel, it's just called Shona Denovan Fitness. No, it's not. It's now called Shona Strong. I changed the name of it. I have a few workouts on there. I've got a full body workout with no equipment. I've got a leg workout. I've got six minute abs. I've got a glute workout. I've got an arm workout. So just scroll down. I've got loads of videos. I actually also have quite a lot of comedy videos on there as well. So if you want, if you want just, just a laugh, if you want entertained, if you want to work out, there's, there's a good few videos on there. There's also a few yoga videos on there. So if you wanted to take part in a yoga, you can do one with me. So yeah, there's, there's plenty of options. Just know that what you do needs to add to your holiday. You need to enjoy it. It needs to make you feel good. It shouldn't feel like it's something that you're obligated to do and spoils your enjoyment of holiday. It's not the end of the world if you don't work out. Ultimately, enjoy yourself. It's two weeks. Take a rest. You absolutely deserve it. Okay, moving on. So here's a little comment from one of my mums. I just wanted to read this out and discuss it because it's really lovely. I don't have any questions at the moment, but would like to say I have been a bit MIA in the WhatsApp. I'm awful at texting back at the best of times. Oh my God, I'm totally the same. I'm really bad at texting back. I, I'm so bad for reading and then being like, right, okay, I'll reply to that and not like marking it as unread. So yeah, don't worry, you're not alone there. But I am loving catching up on the discussions and the podcasts are great. Oh, thank you. I'm not knowledgeable in fitness or pelvic floor and loved seeing Rosie. So this person went to go and see Rosie Davey, my favourite person, the pelvic floor physio postpartum and had a lovely, lovely experience, which is just not surprising at all because Rosie is incredible. Uh, she enjoyed seeing Rosie and learning more about my new body postnatal. It is so interesting and enlightening to hear more in these areas. Oh, this just speaks to my soul and exactly why I do what I do. I think it's so important for women to learn about what happens to their bodies when they're pregnant and postpartum. And I think the more that we're educated and we learn about it, the more that we're taking away the stigma, the shame, the embarrassment, and we're actually able to celebrate our bodies and, and be empowered and know that what's happening is, is normal and that we should, you know, look after our bodies and it's okay to, to have these things happen to us, like, you know, it's normal to have pelvic floor issues or core issues. And as long as we talk about it and, and know uh, how we can and rehab this, uh, that's great. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm so happy that you're loving it. 
and why I try to put out as much educational content as possible. Um, so I wanted to talk about this because Rosie and I are going to be doing some live in-person events quite soon. I think the next, the first one we're looking at is going to be in August and we're going to take them on tour. We're going to make them educational events for pelvic floor, for pelvic floor at any stage really preg during pregnancy and postpartum and pelvic floor in regards to exercise. So we're going to be going to gyms and educating people on how they can look after their pelvic floor throughout these changes and throughout this process and uh, you know journey of motherhood. We're also going to be taking it to coaches and personal trainers. So if you're listening to this and you are a coach or a personal trainer who works with pre and postnatal people, then this will be a really good event for you. So if you want to keep up to date with that, then you can join our Facebook group. We've got a Facebook community called Floors, Cores and More. And we'll be keeping you up to date there as well. And there's also a Floors, Cores and More podcast. I'm not sure if that's on Spotify just yet, but it's definitely on Apple Podcasts. All right, so I've got this check-in from a mum and she didn't get any workouts in the last week. And it was because she had some unwell children. I just wanted to talk a little bit about what she said and send her, you know, just like an oral hug. A-U-R-A-L, not like a mouth hug, that's weird. Um, so she said, didn't do any workouts. The unpredictability of the kids with them being ill and needy stopped me from even trying. I get too frustrated if I can't get through even one move without screaming or clinging. Oh, babe, oh, I just, I, I felt that in my soul. And that is why I have never really been a person who's been able to exercise with my child present. I mean, I've done it a couple of times before, but if they're at that stage where they want like their little limpet babies or they want held or they want attention or they are not well, then I just I just don't think it's it's going to be good for your <laughs> mental health to try and exercise when they're there. And during those weeks, what I do is I sit down with Paul and we both look at our, our timetables, look at our schedules and make it a priority to get workouts or get some time to exercise without children. And we do that on a Sunday night. We look at both our schedules and our schedules are all over the place both of us like we we both have different various different things that we need to do in the week but it is a priority that we both give each other our t that time I think that's just really important in your relationship as well to to value each other's health in that way so we make sure that we both get at least three exercise sessions in and though none of those involve Cormac being present I, I just sometimes don't think it's very fair on anyone like your child wants you to be present and, and giving them attention when they're unwell and you also need that like baby free time just to like have your own space and maybe that's not your partner helping maybe that's like a friend or your mom or like you know 
anyone just taking the kids out for a walk in the pram while you get, you know, half an hour to do something by yourself. Yeah, so sending you all the love and empathy, that is really rough. And then even see if you've got ill children and none of those things that I've suggested are working for you. Not beating yourself up for not being able to exercise, like that's just the nature of life. But what I love about this person is that she has looked at what she can do and what she can do is still get out for walks and still get 10k steps every day. And that is being called a messy bitch that gets it done. Like she's still doing something and accepting that life is just a bit messy. We're all messy. No one's perfect, but doing what you can and yeah, you're not not amazing, sweetie. You're getting another Kris Jenner yelling at you. Okay, finally, because this is getting quite a long podcast now, I just wanted to read out a couple of pep talks. So at the end of each check-in, I ask my clients to give themselves a pep talk. I love this because pep talk is so personal to you. And I think it's so valuable to give yourself a little motivational pep talk. And it, it, it can't be criticism. It can't be beating yourself up. It needs to be loving. The pep talk is the sort of pep talk that you would give your child. So let me read these out to you. So here's number one. You know you love working out. Stop letting the thought of trying different times of the day put you off. And stop waiting for the perfect moment. Just do little bits here and there and be a messy bitch. It will make you feel better. I love that. Yeah, waiting for the perfect moment, it's never going to happen because when you've got a child, there's never really going to be a perfect moment. So just embrace that messiness. Do what you can. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Okay, here's the last one. You can manage this and get back on track. It has been a small blip with the workouts and easy to get back into routine. Pick up where you left off. Yes, I love this. So this is prime being a messy bitch that gets it done because if she wasn't, if she was a perfectionist, she would think, oh, I missed a week. Oh, well, that's me undone all my progress that I might as well just never do anything ever again. (laughs) But she's not. She's like, okay, life happened. She had, uh, I think she had a back injury and her other half was away working for the week. So yeah, it was going to be a really difficult week to get anything done, but she's feeling better now. It's Monday. It's a new week, a new chance to pick up where you left off. You are all doing amazing, sweeties. Hope this podcast has been enjoyable and if you think anyone would benefit from hearing it, then send them it. You know, just be like, have you listened to this great new podcast? And it's this really lovely Glaswegian girl called Shona. And I think you would enjoy it. So yeah, send them it. And have a wonderful week. Be a messy bitch that gets it done. Love you. Bye.